Living Louder. Hello, 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 and welcome to Living Louder, a podcast where we embrace our imperfections and take a leap of faith into a richer, fuller, more empowered life. I'm your host, Chauncey Renee, and it is my pleasure and my honor to be with you today. Thank you so much for tuning in. I always want to start off by saying my sincerest Thank you. Thank you to everyone who has been kind to the podcast, uh, who's interacted with me about it, and who shared it on Instagram. You know, any podcast that I have ever come across uh, has been from a recommendation from a friend. So for those of you who are out there who are sharing it, I want to say thank you so much. Wow, this week has been interesting. (laughs) There is a lot going on. So I truly, truly hope that you are taking the time to be kind to yourself and to doing things that you enjoy and love, Uh, because that is the only way we are going to get through it, right? That and a little bit of good news, which you know we always have to start off with. So of course, let's get into it. Hey, 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 let's start it off with some good news. I am super excited about the good news for this week. It comes from one of my all-time favorite Instagram accounts, My God Today. Now, this Instagram account I've been following for a very long time, and she stopped posting for a while, and she came back with a whole book. It's very inspirational, and... I just want to share, you know, we don't always got to get pigeonholed into what we've been doing. This lady is an optometrist, so she has her whole practice on the side or her way of living. And then she's also got, you know, this little fun Instagram account that she runs too. So she's not an author, but she decided she's always wanted to be one. And so she buckled down and she came back with a whole book, y'all. Again, super inspirational I want to read just a segment for you just to let it uh, sink into your spirit. Now, after you back it up and stop, what, 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 drop it like it's hot, Lil Wayne. Mm. Have you ever been in a situation where you finally stopped doing something? Perhaps you finally stopped ordering the 20-piece lemon pepper hot wings with the ranch cheese bacon fries and peach tea on the side. Maybe you stopped smoking cigarettes. Maybe you stopped snorting cocaine. Maybe you stopped taking tequila shots every morning before work. Whatever it was you were doing, you finally backed it up and then stopped. There is another step, however, that you still need to take. After you back it up and stop, you still need to drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot and then run in the opposite direction like you stole something. Backing it up a little bit is good, but it's simply not enough because it means that you continue to remain in the same vicinity of the thing you are hoping to separate yourself from. 
If you continue to hang around the things that tempt you, when a weak moment comes, you are still within arm's reach of the thing that you are trying to drop. It's like being a recovering alcoholic and hanging out at the bar with your alcoholic friends. It's like trying to lose weight and then hanging out at the buffet and convincing yourself you're just going for the salad bar. Don't fool yourself. Don't continue to entertain or hang around them. Don't just back it up and stop. You've got to completely drop it like it's hot and go. Hashtag blocked. And for you spiritual folks, your read today is Ephesians 5.11. Okay, wait. Powerful, powerful life-changing material. She is my absolute favorite. And if you would like, you can go find her on Instagram. Her account is my God today. That reading is one of my favorites. That was April 28th. I kind of scrolled through to see uh, which one I wanted to read today. Um, But she's got a, basically she wrote a devotional book. And I know that it's a little silly. It's a little fun. And as she says, ratchet. (laughs) But, you know, there are nuggets in there that you can take. And there are times where you don't always want to read some flowery little thing. There's times where you're really just not in the mood to get into meditation mode or, or whatever. And I really like this book because yes, it's fun and yes, it's goofy, but um, if you really look into it, you can take what you need for the day. And so it's available. Her book is called My God Today, a 365 devotions for people who might be a little ratchet, but God knows your heart. Okay. Is that not us? <laughs> And you can find it on her website, www.loricroom.com, L-O-R-I dot, or I'm sorry, L-O-R-I-C-R-O-O-M dot com. It's also on Amazon. Of course, I encourage you to go to her website and pick it up and, you know, be blessed, be blessed and drop it like it's hot. Mm, Powerful stuff. Last week's episode with Miss Crystal Pratt, Life of a Crystal on Instagram, was all about following your joy to find your purpose. And wasn't it such a good episode? She was such a joy to have on. And uh, the feedback that you guys gave was just truly awesome. So thank you. Thank you to everyone who made it part of your Instagram story or shared it with friends. As you know, this is a group project. And so I'm always encouraging you guys to participate. And so let's take a look in our inbox for some voicemail. We got some voicemails. Yeah, we got some voicemails. Come and talk to me. This episode, as I was listening to it, just radiated love and warmth and insight. And I'm so appreciative that you put it out there for us because it really made me think about finding space to like listen to the subtleties of my body or you know, like pay attention to those tiny sparks of joy. And it seems like at least for me, I live in a world of constant distraction. And I I know that a lot of it is me choosing to be involved in that distraction. And this was such a beautiful and gentle reminder to make space 
for quiet and like make space to listen to the clues of what these tiny seas or you know like the, the little um the little nuggets that we get about what our purpose is even if it's a small purpose um so thank you for that i decided to turn off the tv and go for a walk undistracted <laughs> and really like dedicate myself to finding my joy piece by piece thank you so much for calling in thank you for sharing that you know it's not something that we were able to touch on Uh, super deeply in the episode. So it makes my heart just so happy that that's something that you gleaned from it is the silence and the quiet and being able to carve out the time to listen. It's such a huge part of being able to follow your joy. And that's the precursor to be able to follow your joy is to be able to cut the distractions, to sit in a quiet place, and to listen, what brings me joy? To think about it. And so thank you so much for sharing that. I'm glad you turned off that TV, you went out, you took a walk, and you reevaluated. Hopefully we can all, uh, you know, be able to do that this time, um, sometime this week, is just cut the distractions. Let's find out what brings me joy, because we need to do that before we could do anything else. So thank you for calling in. Um, Of course, I would love to hear from anyone, you know, things that I missed in an episode or things that you do that you want to add to the episode. So uh, always feel free to to call and give a little feedback. The number I'll give at the end, but it is 3344-LOUDER. And I want to hear from you. As you have seen from the title of this episode, when keeping it defensive goes wrong, we are talking about defensiveness. And this is something that I know very well firsthand because I can tend to be a defensive person. (laughs) Oh, you thought I was perfect? Oh, that's so sweet. Um, (laughs) uh, If you know me at all, you know that I am very far from that. So um, I wanted to share a little bit about something that I went through. So I am someone, I have a chronic illness, so I have to go to the hospital a lot. And if you're someone like me who has to do that, you know that it could be a very daunting process. So any type of help that you can get in navigating things is like, ah, manna from heaven. It's the best thing ever. So um, this particular week, I had like five Kaiser appointments and I had them all scheduled meticulously. And this one day I had an appointment set at 7 a.m. Now, before the appointment, this nurse had to call me. She had to give me instructions for the appointment and also uh, directions. Now, this lady was awesome. She gave me pristine directions. I'm not exaggerating. She told me about the gas station that was kitty corner to the facility that I had to go to. So I was like, yes, this woman is legit. I'm going to get there and it's going to be smooth sailing. So this particular time, the location I had to visit has about like 10 huge buildings across the span of five blocks. So it could be really just kind of daunting to get into. So I am someone who 
detests being late for appointments, especially if they're super early, because you know, if you're late for that early appointment, you're going to set the person back, the doctor, the nurse or whoever back, you know, for the remainder of their appointments for the day. So my appointment's at seven. I am up in Adam. I get there. I have plenty of time. I found it perfectly. I go to check in. The lady who's supposed to take my temperature check is like, you're in the wrong place. I'm pretty sure you're in the wrong place. And I'm like, "Mm, no, you know, because the lady on the phone gave me really, really good (laughs) directions. I'm thinking this to myself, like, "Mm, I think you're in the wrong place. Um, But she's like, so you come in if you want to. So I go in, of course, I go to check in and they're like, honey, you're in the wrong place. So already I'm feeling the panic start to rise in me a little bit, you know, just that kind of subtle, Okay, you know, the Mr. Krabs meme where it's just like blurry. (laughs) I'm already feeling that at this moment because I was so sure I was in the right place and I just thought this was gonna be easy process. So they're behind the desk. They're trying to give me directions to the right place, but they're behind a desk and this complex is huge. So I'm feeling this panic rise subconsciously. I don't know that I'm feeling it at that moment because I'm just focused on trying to get to where I need to be. I drive around because they said I couldn't walk there. So I'm driving around trying to find it. It's one way streets. And again, that panic is building. I end up coming back to the same place because I'm like, look, this is where they said I need to be. I can't find what you're talking about. And so finally, the lady who does the temperature check, she goes, she gets directions for me. She points me to where I need to be. I end up finding it and checking in. The lady at the front desk is so kind because I am like, I'm sorry, I'm late. You know, they gave me the wrong directions over the phone. And then I went to that place and they pointed me and I'm just like, blah, 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 blah. And she is so kind. She's just like, what? That's crazy. No, we're going to check you in, girl. You're good. So eventually I get to my appointment and I have a chance to just sit down and breathe and tell myself, girl, why were you tripping so hard? Now, granted, I wasn't cursing anyone out. I wasn't being... You know, I wasn't being obnoxious. I was, you know, I wasn't being a rude person, but I realized that at every step of the way, the environment was probably very peaceful before I got there. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? The room was probably chilling and I came in and I was the bad vibes because I didn't know where I was going and I brought my buzzy what do I need to do where do I need to go I brought that energy into each room that I was at and for what I was doing my best with the information that I had that was it I could have chosen to take deep breaths the entire time And I could have chosen to, you know, go through each process with a much more calmer energy and would have gotten there a lot sooner and a lot calmer and would not have spread my bad vibes everywhere I was going. So going through the situation got me thinking, you know, as making a fool of myself often does, you know, that when things go wrong, how quickly naturally and subconsciously, I try to absolve myself of 
any guilt and just want to justify my side of the story to make myself feel better when no one cares. No one cares, but it's going to make me feel better. And in this case, you know, I hate showing up late. So I began, one, becoming anxious about being late in the first place and being anxious about being seen as irresponsible and inconsiderate because now all the other appointments are getting pushed back. And two, within a millisecond, turning all that anxiety to defensiveness because it wasn't my fault. Everyone was giving me the wrong information. You know, I just wanted to play the blame game on everyone instead of just realizing like, yo, this is what it is. But because I'm so obsessed with wanting to be seen as responsible and wanting to show that I'm a considerate person, I'm punctual, I chose to get all crazy instead of just relaxing and doing my thing. And defensiveness is such a common reaction in times where we're confronted with being in the wrong. But you know what always comes before defensiveness? Anxiety. Yes, y'all, anxiety precedes defensiveness. And I venture to say that most of the time when we experience defensiveness, we have no idea that we're operating out of anxiety. So I wanna invite you to take a second to think about a recent time that you got defensive. Got it? All right. So now I want you to try to identify what you were anxious about in that moment. Okay, so first of all, if you took the time to just think about a scenario, I wanna say that I'm super proud of you because the work that we're doing to show up as our best selves isn't always easy. So the fact that you chose to like even participate in that tiny little exercise, you get a gold star from your girl. Good job. Because <laughs> it's not easy, right? It's not easy to, to wanna do stuff like that. So I'm proud of you, boo. I'm proud of you. Defensiveness in itself is not a bad thing. You know, deep down, we want to be good people and we want to be seen as good people. So when there's a threat of someone not seeing us in the best light possible, naturally, we want to protect ourselves. And naturally, that's gonna cause us to operate outside of our higher self if we're trying to protect the image of what we're trying to be. So what we need to understand is that when we're making moves from this place of defensiveness, we are pushing people away when all we want to do is bring them closer to us. So what are some common scenarios for you that cause your anxiety to spike a little bit and for your defensiveness to kick in? Is it certain people? particular places. I know for many of us, this often happens within relationships. So a partner, sibling, or coworker will say or do something and we automatically go into our heightened anxiety mode where they are wrong and we are obviously right. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> About 20 years ago, my friend Lindsay, she told me this quote by a woman named Jeannie Mayo, and it has always stuck with me. She said, 
We judge ourselves by our intentions. We judge others by their actions. Whoo! Hold on, let me get a sound effect so we could hear it again. <clears throat> we judge ourselves by our intentions. We judge others by their actions. Are y'all hearing me? Are you hearing me? Is that not the truth? That is the truth. You know what? We need to let this sink into our spirit. I think we need a dance break. Hold on. Dance break to get it in our spirit. Yes. Get it, get it, get it. Get it in your spirit. Oh, you know, sometimes you just got to shimmy it in. You just got to shake it on in there. Um, but I have found this to be so true in my life is I know my heart. I know how I'm trying to show up. And so I automatically want you to understand my heart. And when the situation is reversed and you do something to me, I'm going to fixate on what you did instead of fixating on your heart. And so we are consistently in this dance with one another and within situations that are going on all around us. So I want us to reflect on that. You know, I've noticed for myself that especially now when I'm mostly at home and not having to interact with others, that when I leave my house and I'm in an unfamiliar setting with a lot of people, I tend to get overwhelmed a lot more easily than I usually do. And so I'll get into a more heightened state and just can automatically be more agitated, as you heard from the story I shared earlier. Um, So I had to learn that before I go into a grocery store or a hospital, that I need to take a deep breath, acknowledge that my intention is to stay grounded, and just pray for a covering over myself to act as my highest self. The problem for me is that I forget the lesson a lot. (laughs) So I constantly have to come back to this practice. Um, But over the years, it has gotten much better. We are not always gonna get it right. I mean, we're human beings on planet Earth. We are here to learn and grow. So we are gonna get it wrong. And I have not truly completely learned how to stay present in the moment in times of heightened anxiety. But I've learned how to apologize when I'm wrong and try to make amends in some way. In the case of me being at the hospital, at the end of my appointment, I made sure to go back to the lady at the front desk and I said, thank you. So our last interaction was a really positive one. Um, I did not have time to go back, you know, to the other people who were at the other location. So I was able to do more of an energetic apology. And that leads us to our call to action. It's a call to action, action. Our call to action this week is to apologize. Defensiveness happens and as we talked about earlier, it can really cause us to push other people away. But what we want to do is bring them closer to us. So if you have a situation that comes to mind when your defensiveness has caused a bit of a stir or a rift, your call to action for this episode is to apologize. Now don't freak out. I'm going to walk you through it. I promise you, I'm here for you, boo. It will require some vulnerability and humility on your part, 
and it's not always easy feelings to have. Um, but the more that we practice these traits, I pinky promise the easier they become and the more natural they become to us in the future. Uh, so before we get into it, use your judgment. If an apology to the person can bring more harm than good, uh, don't do it. <laughs> you know, we'll talk about energetic apologies in a second. Second, um, if you're in a place where you can do this in person or over the phone or via text, that's great. And so a simple message of, hey, I know this is out of the blue, but I was thinking about our last conversation and I realized I was getting defensive because I felt like, and then you'll say why you were feeling anxious. So, um, you know, I felt like you were seeing me as greedy or I felt like uh, you weren't really hearing what I had to say. Okay. And so then you can follow that up with next time I'll do my best to listen. And um, if you want to revisit the conversation, you can let them know, hey, I'm open to chatting about this again, if you'd like, or you could leave it be. So just like a very, very simple, short statement of, hey, I'm sorry, I was getting defensive because X, Y, Z, just want to let you know, uh, next time I'll try to do a, be a little bit better. All right. So um, the third thing is to release any expectation of a positive outcome. We are not doing this because we want them to apologize to us, okay? So you have to release the idea that it's gonna be an open flowery conversation after that. The whole point is just to admit that you were wrong and to leave it at that because we're doing this because we felt like it was the right thing to do. That's it. Now, if an in-person apology ain't where it's at for you or for the other party, if you are too petty to give them the satisfaction, you know who you are. (laughs) That's okay. We are all on a spectrum. So take a deep breath and center yourself. So we're going to talk about an energetic apology. Take a deep breath, center yourself, and visualize the person or situation and verbally offer a sincere apology. A written letter will also do the trick, but we just want to make sure that you're visualizing that person, visualizing that situation that you wanted to go better and verbally or, um, you know, with the written word, offer an apology. The truth is we're going to be right sometimes and we're going to be wrong sometimes. And being wrong doesn't make us a bad person. Actually, if you get it wrong and then you make it right, it makes you a much better person than you were before, which again is the point of being a human being on planet Earth. Friendly reminder, we are here to learn and grow, Mm, even if we don't want to. (laughs) So that was our episode for this week. I hope that you were able to get a little something from it. Tell me what I missed. Tell me what you want to add to the conversation or tell me if you did the call to action and uh, you had a result from it or if you have a question about it. 
3344louder is where you can hit me up. You can also email me at livingloudpodcast at gmail.com. You can contact me or donate to the podcast on my website, chaunceyrenee.com. And I would love and appreciate if you like this episode to rate it five stars and write a review. These reviews don't have to be extravagant, okay? Five words. That's all I need from you. Um, But it does help people find the podcast and it helps me know that I'm on the right track. Until next time, you know I love you. 